Welcome to the podcast, Emotional Intelligence, Your Greatest Asset and Key to Success. I'm your host, Dr. Jamie Carlaccio, coming to you weekly from the Greater New Haven, Connecticut area. As a positive intelligence, or PQ coach, I'm committed to helping people develop a mindset and an approach to life that regards problems as situations that help us learn and grow. Mental fitness is like a gym for our mind. The more we work out, the stronger we become. That strength is our inner sage. PQ is a way of being and doing in the world that enables us to develop and sustain a positive relationship with ourselves and others, at home, at work, and everywhere in between. Please subscribe to this podcast and tap the like button, making the podcast visible to more people who can enjoy the benefits of PQ. And now, here's the show. Hello and welcome back, everybody. It's good to be here. We are starting our series on the B for Brave and Bold. And I'm excited about this. I've been thinking about it for a very long time and contemplating what it means to be brave and bold. And the first thing for me that comes up is courage. And when I think of courage, I think of fear. And I know a lot of us feel fear, if not everyone. It's part of the human condition, I think. And when I think about fear and courage, I feel that courage is the ability to feel the fear and walk through it anyway. And for me, that is the greatest gift of all. And so then when I start thinking of these questions, my mind goes to work, our career. You know, um, a lot of people feel burnt and stressed out and unhappy at work. There's been a lot of quiet quitting, as we know, and people are just generally wanting something different. Is that you? Perhaps I know it was me. And we know there are a lot of external reasons for this. There's the the pay, the feeling of belonging. Maybe there's discrimination. Maybe there's a lack of promotion or, you know, you work for somebody who's difficult. Those kinds of things really matter. But what's going on inside is even more important because that's where all of the change occurs. And that's where the real happiness resides. It resides inside us. So. What is your solar plexus saying to you? What is your heart saying to you? I encourage you to put your hand on your heart and your solar plexus and just check in. What's it feeling like right now? Breathe into that space. And if there's another space where you feel more strongly, then put your hand on that place and just breathe into it. And I encourage you to do this in your meditation or when you're walking or anytime that you can take your hands off of what you're doing, probably not while you are driving. So what I want to know is how might your soul or the divine or your inner sage be communicating to you? Because I think that's the thing. When something's not right and we can feel it in our body, that's the time when we have to say what's happening, what's being communicated to me. So when you go to work, is it just a job or is it a career that nourishes you and makes you feel good and like you have a purpose and your work is a calling? If you answered, no, I don't feel a calling, I don't feel happy at work, then then it's time to do a little digging. It might be time to act bravely and boldly. And I think a lot of us hesitate to act this way because we're afraid of what we might find there. 
There might be stuff we don't like about ourselves, things we wish we had done differently, decisions we regret, or things that we didn't do that we wish we had. And maybe there are answers to questions there that you don't want to know. And that's certainly all right and certainly normal. And, but, I use those words purposely, when you dig deeply enough, you find your core, the person that is really you, the perfectly imperfect human being, without all the layers of negative emotions or what people put on you that isn't really you, that doesn't belong to you, you know, the negative guilt, the shame, the resentment, the anger. Now, a quick note on anger, it can be useful if it drives us to do something about something that's not right and not just. And clearly, a look at our history tells us that anger has been the driving force or a catalyst for social justice activism, for example. But too much anger is like keeping our hand on a hot stove. We can't let it stay there or our hand will be burnt to a crisp. But if we allow our inner sage to steer us down a different path, the anger turns into a call to action that doesn't burn us up inside. So back to digging. This is about showing up to your life and showing up to yourself, your beautiful, vulnerable self. So what do I mean by vulnerability? Vulnerability means living into your values, living into our values. I include myself in that, finding and embracing the core of who you are. Who are you really? You know, it's not what other people say about you. It's not what the judge and the judge's accomplice tell you because they're liars, but rather what you say and what your inner sage says or your soul. So I've said in a previous episode that you are created in love, for love, and by love. And so if your life isn't working and you want some change, but you're afraid, but you can't do it, other people might think you're crazy. You probably won't succeed anyway. Your judge is active and running the show. Your sage voice is being drowned out by the cacophony of negative voices. Acknowledge them and then tell them to be quiet for a moment. And then maybe do some deep breathing. This is one of the things you can do as a PQ rep. Just start counting your breaths, one in, two out, three in, and four out. And when your mind wanders, label that and then come back to your breath. And the more you do that, it becomes an automatic habit. And as soon as you center your mind on something other than the negative voices, they become weaker and the sage voice becomes stronger and you get more in touch with the real you, the perfectly perfect, imperfect you. So I like what Brene Brown says about vulnerability, and I am sure many listeners and viewers know who Brene Brown is and probably love her and think she's wonderful. I certainly do. So she says, you have to face vulnerability to learn. You have to choose courage over comfort. And she discusses this in her book, Dare to Lead, which is geared toward an audience of business leaders. But the ideas that she talks about apply to all of us. So making bold and brave changes requires courage, as I've said, and I know in 2018, I left a career teaching writing and lit that I had been doing since the early 90s, and I followed a strong nudge by the spirit to go to divinity school. So it was it was crazy. I, I just dropped everything and said, okay, 
And I went to divinity school and I have to tell you, I felt really lost. You know, here I was a Yale grad student writing these papers, trying to think differently about theology instead of literature. And I was a seminarian. And so I was like two two pieces of a person and they weren't joined yet. I didn't really know who I was or what was going on. So I, I really struggled for a while. But ultimately, I knew I was in the right place and I trusted the gut. I trusted the inner sage or, you know, my spirit, what I call God. And so I didn't get ordained like I thought I would, but I did a lot of other things. I became a chaplain for a while. And then when I decided not to pursue board certification in chaplaincy, that's when I became a life coach. And I'm also in the process of spiritual direction certification. I'm halfway through that. And so my life on one hand stayed the same because I'm still in touch with my spirituality and I'm still in touch with that who I am created in love for love and by love. But on the other hand, I'm also a coach. And so I like to work with people to help them find their inner sage and be guided by by the voices that are nourishing and loving and not the voices that tell you, you know, you're not going to do this. How could you possibly do this? Why did you say that? Oh my gosh, they're going to kick you out. So I want to say something. Um, my favorite theologian, his name is Frederick Beekner. Rest his soul. He died last year. But he said something that really made us, made sense to me. He said, the place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. I'm going to say that again. The place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. And that's from his book, Wishful Thinking. I'll put that in the notes in case you're interested. So the shift I made wasn't easy and it was expensive, but it's been rewarding. And I feel completely aligned with my values. And I feel like I'm living into what Frederick Buechner says. So you know, in talking about a major career, uh, career shift, I'm. this is a major life change. And many people do reassess their choices in life. And, you know, you recess them, you assess them at maybe different times in your life. But a lot of people at midlife stop and think, am I doing what I really want to do? Or am I just doing this for a paycheck? And do I know where I'm going? Or am I going where I really want to be going? So people really, when they take stock like that, that's time to pause and say, wow, you know, these are really big decisions. And sometimes we sit on them for a long time and sometimes we take action before contemplating. But circling back to what I said at the beginning of the show, it's time to check in with yourself and take stock of your life. If you work, you know, that's a big part of your day. It's a big part of your life and that's worth taking a look at. Now, certainly your judges and your accomplices will try to hijack you. The judge is feeding you all of those negative messages. Uh, you, you won't succeed. It's too risky. You're too old. You're too young. You're too this or that. And maybe the avoider is saying, whoa, that is too risky. I don't want to deal with that. Or maybe the hyper-rational saboteur who relies solely on logic to make decisions and rarely, if ever, consults the heart tells you to trust the hard facts when it's your inner self you're trying to get in touch with. It's hard to trust and be vulnerable. But there's hope. When you and we and all of us practice positive intelligence, we access the sage. Our judge becomes a discerner, not a critic. 
And the discerner is the one who contemplates what is right for us and for our situation. That's the sage way, encourages us to explore possibilities. And once we explore, we can start thinking about innovating and pivoting, maybe in a new direction, you know, pivoting to where we feel like we belong and where we feel good about ourselves and we feel good about our lives. Life is too short not to feel good about our lives. So I've been talking about career stuff, but being brave and bold encompasses every part of our life, right? It involves our whole self and involves a great deal of trust, which goes hand in hand with vulnerability, as I've said, and as Brene Brown teaches. You know, when I think of vulnerability, I think of a cat. Cats hate to lie on their backs and expose their bellies and their chest unless they super duper trust you and know you. And so for some of us, we're like cats, right? We we don't know exactly if we can trust the outcome or trust other people or trust our inner sage. So we're out of time today because this is a short one and I'll be back soon with another instantiation of Brave and Bold and I'll be talking about life transitions. So please like and subscribe to this podcast and please send me an email or better grab a spot on my calendar. The info is in the show notes and I would love to hear from you. And until next time, I will see you at the PQ gym. Bye.